When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is a, what, a 10-year relationship that we have? I think even more. Uh, more to 12, 13 13 years. Yeah. Okay. 2007. With a 12 and a half years break. <laughs> <laughs> More or less, yeah. But I'm happy that we, we continue the Yeah, it's a joyful reunion. Um, and thank you for coming all the way from Be'er Sheva. Mm-hmm. Be'er Sheva, it's not a name that came up very often in, in the episode so far this season. So we're going to talk about that specific place and its importance. But before we do all of that, Let's take it with something a little more uh, basic. Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? So uh, my name is Roy Kimchi. Uh, I'm originally from Herzliya, living in the past five years in uh, Beersheva. These days, I'm the general manager of uh, Cactus Capital, which is a student VC. Student VC takes it into two, let's say, verticals. Uh, the first one, we invest in students and recent grads from Ben Gurion University. And the second is the fund itself is a student run. So the whole fund is basically run by students and we invest in students. So you can look at it as a by students for student fund. Got it. And you do that on top of your regular responsibilities as a student. Yeah, I'm now uh, started my uh, master's in data science, and I recently graduated from industrial engineering and management. Got it. Industrial engineering management, what does that qualify you to do? Um, more or less everything and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, uh, uh, I like to look at it as in a duck. You fly a little bit, you run a little bit, you swim a little bit, so you're basically a handyman. Uh, you write code, you do statistics. Got it. So you've been a student for what, five years now? So it's, yeah, it's been five years. Time flies when you enjoy. Um, and uh, all this time in, in Be'er Sheva, and you got to say, you just fall in love with it. It's like, a, it's the only American college in Israel. With Interesting. a college, uh, yeah, with a college atmosphere. Got it. So the way it goes in Israel is that when you go up, you go through high school and you already start thinking about what you're going to do in the army. You don't think about what you're going to study in university. What are you going to do when you grow up? None of that. It's about what will I do in the army? What unit will I go to? Combat duties, not combat duties, and so on. Can you tell us a little bit about your military service? Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting, you can say. Uh, I started in a pilot course for what, one and a half years and dropped out and 
it's it sounds cliche about it, but I'm happy about it because I think I'm I'm not the right fit, not for the system and, and the system not not the right fit for me. And then I went to the infantry squad to Sayeret uh, Givati and went to an officer course and uh, stayed an officer for two and a half years. And after that, it was pretty intense going to the south and living in the south. And I always looked at Be'er Sheva as, a, you might say, a, a stop stop in the, in the middle to the army. So more than a falafel stand or getting a shawarma, I didn't see myself living in this area and after I finished the army so the first thing you want to do is fly uh, to an extensive period of time in uh, in uh, rod so let's let's pause right there for a second so four and a half years an officer combat duties uh, doing reconnaissance uh, down in the south and the south of israel for those who don't know two-thirds of israel is considered a desert Climate speaking, in terms of rainfall, it's a desert. Another third is up north, Israel, tiny country, less than 400 kilometers, uh, about 400 kilometers north to south, with five or six different climate zones. But two thirds of the country is very thinly inhabited mm-hmm. and con- is considered a desert. Be'er Sheva, where you now go to uni, is the capital of the desert, the capital of the Negev. City of the lights. Of City the of, the, of the Negev, <laughs> of the lights of the Negev. <laughs> It's kind of like what LA, it's more like a gas station. Compared it's more to like a, a Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's a university here and you're describing it as the um, closest thing we have to an American college. Yeah, for sure. Can you describe a little bit the city before we go into the university? Yeah, so Be'er Sheva, I think, has made a tremendous change in the past, let's say, 10 years. Um, it it used to not have like a, a, an atmosphere of students and in a specific zone that students can come and you know mingle and, and get together. The university has been there for 50 years, but I think the, the meaningful change happened in the last 10 years um, and more and more students understand the qualities in Be'er Sheva as a student city, but also as a um, city of, of opportunities. It's a place where you can live relatively cheaply without uh, giving up on any of the comforts of the big city, thriving population of, of young students, and also a melting pot of Israel in a way. So the students, the local population is Bedouins, Arabs, Christians, Israelis from all over all the country over. come in, study together, gets a, quite, a, quite a unique mix. Mm-hmm. And that's the second melting pot that you had to go through in life, right? The first was in the army. Where did you grow up before joining the army? Herzliya. Herzliya is quite homogenous. And then you join the army, you join a unit that is known to be a melting pot. Who did you meet in that unit that was different to the people you grew up with? Um, Basically, I think my whole team also as a commander and also as a soldier, um, you're just getting exposed to different cultures and different people and, and, and a different perspective on, on life. So I think it essentially when you leave the army and if you would look, I don't know, at the American Jewish who didn't uh, go to the army and the ones that did, the, the changes or the delta between the personality, the, how much is mature. So it's, it's, a, it's a huge outlook because it's the only point in life that 
people say to you, this is what it is, you'll have to get, to get used to it, to live with it, to get used to it, to live with this and, and don't have any other choices. So the army puts you in a group of people. You don't get to choose who you serve with. Uh, unlike your school where your, your parents have some influence on, on where you go to school. You're there, you start with those uh, 20, 30 other people. How did your life as a combat officer prepare you for this type of a life? So I'm still doing reserves, yeah. And uh, I think it helps you keep once in a year or twice a year the mindset or the difficulties you encounter through the, the military service. Did it ever fail you or did, did the militaristic mindset was unsuitable or counterproductive to what you were trying to do in the private or universal? I think it depends on the, it depends on the position. As, as an officer, you have to be a, a sophisticated artist because being a, a commander is sometimes getting the, the stick and sometimes giving the carrot. So you need to be able how to... Know when to use which. Know when to use which, but how to harness people for your goals and for your ideas and, and be able to them to, to, to feel like they're part of the process because they truly are. But like, it's not one person that's making all the rules. It's, it's, a, it's a system of people working together and getting things done. And that's something you learned in the army? Especially in the reserves, because in the reserve, you have no stick. Like if, if someone doesn't want to do his reserves, he won't do. For those who aren't familiar, being an officer and, and doing reserves means that sometimes you have to take command over people who are 10 or 15 years older than you mm-hmm. with families, with complex life situation. And you have to yank them out of their life situation and say, come spend two weeks with me in the desert and let's throw grenades and... It's like Doctor Who, you're traveling to a different space, to a different life. You're essentially, it, it's, it feels like an act sometimes because you're in your personal life, you're with your family, you're at work with friends. And just like that, for one whole week, you're doing something completely different, things you did when you were 20. And it's harder now to do things than you were 20. If it's run a lot or walk at night and be up all night. Carry weights. Carry yeah, weights yeah, 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 yeah. And, and dealing with the complex uh, situation. So fast forward, finish your military service. There's this thing in Israel where once you, you've done, you've served your, your time in the army, you've gave a, a, your contribution, then you go on, on a big post-military service trip. A journey, yeah. I think it's a, some some kind of a, I don't know if it's the, it's like a status quo of, of people that serves in the army, and most of them goes to the course of serving the army, working for a year and a year and a half to to save some money to make the the trip come true. But in in my perspective, because I was an officer, so I had some kind of a paycheck. Yeah, you already worked. Yeah, exactly. So I worked for two and a half years as as an officer. You might look at it. So once I finished the army, I didn't really need to go and start uh, working for a year and a half. And I saved uh, enough money to, to start my trip. So you are a 25-year-old person who did a lot of things, but... Did nothing in the adult life. <laughs> and then instead of rolling up your sleeves and, and finding a job, you go in and you give three, four, five years to the academia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there ever a debate have you ever like considered 
maybe not go and get an education, just go and do something that's, you know, hands-on? So I come from a very, let's say, Polish family. Uh, my grandmother, I guess, would, uh, would uh, prefer me to go to the academia and she would, would not eat for a month. That, that, that Just kind so of you can go to the... Yeah, so it was, I think it was a mental since I was, I was small, but I tried to argue this uh, state of mind along the way. But eventually I came to the realization that it's kind of a safety net of something that even if you would like to do like more uh, hands-on stuff or as a student, you would want to do things that are extracurricular. And I think essentially this is what, what I did. So you can mix both, both worlds and get also some hands-on experience and also an academia skills and mindset because the academia is not giving you most of the time the practical tools, but the way of thinking, the, the way of you look at things and, and gives you a wider perspective, I think. Got it. So Especially in engineering and management, which is just a huge toolbox and just choose whatever you want to do with them. So the life stops of a, of a young Israeli person, doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, until the age of 17, 18, what are you going to do in the army? Then you join the army, you spend a couple of years there, two, three, four, five, depending on uh, the roles you've taken on. You finish that, you work for a year and a half, you save some money, and then you go and you spend it all someplace <laughs> far and remote. Yeah, it's not really long-term uh, <laughs> planning. But I guess you have to. You have to kind of rediscover who you are as a person after being gone through school and army and stuff. And then mid-20s, Another regimented lifestyle, the one of a student. And this is where I think your story becomes unique. This is where your path diverges. So halfway through your time in Be'er Sheva, you started an initiative called Cactus Capital. Yeah, so um, Cactus Capital was um, in my, <coughs> sorry, in my fourth year. So it was my last year, and I gotta say, like most uh, most good stuff that happens to you in life, you need good people. You need to let's say show and don't tell, and you need also a lot a lot of luck. So I was lucky enough to to receive the the job to to be the founder of, of Cactus, you might say. What is Cactus Capital? So Cactus Capital is. Uh, a part of a bigger initiative in the university, in Ben-Gurion University called Yazamut 360. Yazamut is entrepreneurship in Hebrew. And uh, Yazamut 360 basically tries to unravel the potential of students, researchers, and uh, uh, recent grads from, from Ben-Gurion and give them the entrepreneurial tools uh, so they could succeed in life. Because most of the students that come to the university, they don't stay as academic researchers. And it's very important to, to, to remember because when you now finish your degree, it's not enough to say, hi, I finished my degree at engineering or psychology or whatever. Um, but you need to show that you initiated something, that you had uh, entrepreneurial experience. So Yazamu 360 tries to be the, let's say, the facilitator of uh, entrepreneurship and uh, entrepreneurial communities in the university and give them the tools the uh, know-how and also the, the fund 
to to make this happen. So in Yazamo 360s, you have Oasis, which is an accelerator incorporated with IBM Alphazon, which is the branch of IBM for building accelerators. Um, you have a new program called Leaders, which will um, um, which will teach students in the last year uh, how to become more entrepreneurial. It's a one-year program in their last uh, last uh, academic year. That sits on top of the degrees. You don't on get top. points for your degree. So yes, it's it's something very unique because you do get points uh, on uh, towards your degree. Yeah, and and alongside you have Cactus Capital, which you help build from the ground up. Yeah, so. Um, Dana Gavish, my, my boss and uh, VP of Entrepreneurship in the university, uh, we, we met through some, uh, uh, at least my uh, student life. Uh, I, I led a, an organization called Forum 2080, uh, which is an IEM group of students. Uh, we build a stronger network and we expand it to different universities in Israel. And from this work, we, we got to know each other. She, she managed to, uh, to do a round table for all the entrepreneurial and all the innovation, uh, let's say, uh, uh, seekers in, in Be'er Sheva and put them in one place so we could meet, get together and, and mingle. So we met there and she came to me, actually it was a funny story. She came to me in, a, let's say September, uh, before starting my, my last year. And she told me about a fund that the university want to build, and it's going to be a $1 million fund for three years. And it sounds great. At that time, I was working in Intel as a data analyst. And I was like, yeah, it sounds great. I will help you look up to the relevant people. And then it was a pause. And she told me, don't you understand that I just offer you a job? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then it was like a bit shaking to me because I think I planned more or less most, most of my years in the university and, and afterwards. And 
I know that I'm really interested in data and uh, in data analysis, and I like the to know some statistics and and I managed to experience some entrepreneurial things during my time as a student, but I wasn't actually think on doing it now, and especially not the let's say the v c part, which is was was completely strange for me so up until that point, you had a different future planned for you for sure. What did you want to do? I think I wanted to be become a data analyst um at least for the for the first part of 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 my life um I've been a business analyst in Netofilm. i uh, uh moved forward to become a, a data analyst and then I really like the the concept and I really like to be data oriented and I thought it's it's a field that really interests me um, for those who don't know you there's something about you like you wanna you wanna get dirty you wanna do you enjoy theory but there's a part of you that constantly wants to just like roll up your sleeve and Let's... do things and and I think I could I, I can sense that if four years into university seeing your friends graduate go take on jobs, start earning money like it's very clear why why you weren't thinking about staying in Beersheva and and doing that but Dana comes to you saying do you want to help me build and lead Cactus Capital so back then it was Ben Gurion's fund okay we didn't, didn't have, have any name. name okay yeah it was also a quite a journey to pick the name and think of why and how cactus um So then I had like a let's say a week and a week or so thinking about is this is this the right track for me do I will be able to manage this through through my academic uh, last year yeah because it's not a traditional job search where you're like okay I want to be a data analyst you search for data analyst jobs you compare you apply some get back to you. no it's something completely different it it wasn't A job opportunity it was more of a life will, opportunity will you accept <laughs> this challenge right there yeah. was no job description or was there so they had like a very vague uh, uh, job description for me as a, a fund manager and I didn't know the words as in deal flow and due diligence and the whole world was like quite new for me and I thought about it and it's it's one in a lifetime uh, Uh, opportunity at least it was for me and I felt it was a place that I could literally think and do anything and it's it's cliche but sky sky was truly the limit because they had a lot of trust in me which is not very uh, especially in a student I gotta say it's a very unique way to to look at things and and yeah we, we just Did started. You- So you you're a student you had some real life experience mm. with doing some work for Intel and stuff like that but they trusted you mm. with the role of a GM general manager of a fund why do you think they chose you I think most of my part in in form 2080 was a was a major step in the way um, and also friends that I met along the way that recommended uh, a good friend and a, and a mentor Yutam Zucker uh, was a about four years above me in the degree and he essentially started phone 2080 so we bonded really really strong and he he basically started tech Sheva which is which is like um, uh, made in Jerusalem which is a huge community of tech and entrepreneurship in Be Sheva so he was like a key opinion leader in in that kind of area so 
he won't re- recommend me and I showed some stuff that I did along the way. And yeah, in October, we officially started the fund. Now, if this was a, an independent VC operating outside of the university, it was probably much simpler, right? You'd have a fund, in your case, it's a million bucks. You decide on your investment strategy, what are the type of companies, the stage that you invest in, the industry, and you just do it. You do your own due diligence, you choose your own founders, you compete over investment opportunities, and you run with it. But here, there's another layer because you have to satisfy the initial investors of the fund, but you have to do it under the university ground rules, essentially. So you only invest in students, right? Student and recent grads from Ben-Gurion University, because we have no extra LPs in the fund, the university is 100% of the money, which is pretty unique and groundbreaking in Israel specifically. It's based on models around the world. You can see it in Harvard Ventures or MIT Sandbox which have a similar model. We didn't uh, uh, create the model, but in Israel, I think uh, the, the by students for students and really giving students the, the opportunity to manage the fund was, was uh, Israel's first, basically. So let's play with the numbers. Every year, there's about 22,000 students uh, in, in Beersheba. Let's make it 25 for the mm-hmm. sake of it. So in the space of, uh, of an average degree, four years, there are 100,000 students that go through the uh, go through the academia, and you have a million bucks to divide over what? How many years? Three years. Over three years, so essentially you have to allocate $330,000 every year, and you have to divide it at around uh, what? 40,000 students. That's not a whole lot of money, but the way you guys work. Actually, you turn that money into life-changing money because you allow companies to be built while people are still in uni. Mm-hmm. So we help. I think we are the first, or we are the only people that can take a lot of risk, and not like a, a VC risk, which you have. You know, you have life and the founders and the market that is changing the product. We are actually investing almost 100% of the time in the people. Because when you look at a founder, let's take a, a, a use case from last year, the first round that we made in Cactus. So we had a founder, it was a student. Um, in his last year, he studied economics and he was talking to us about a field called explainable AI. Explainable? AI. So artificial intelligence is a field uh, where you can uh, generate uh, meaningful insights from data and teach the machine how to think and how to act according to this data. But a, lo- a lot of the time, uh, uh, the process or the uh, explainability of the models are not quite understandable and some of them are completely non-explainable. And, and we, we saw the process that he did. We saw how we thought about the things. We saw that he was able to um, to get the best professionals, the, be- the best people around his ideas and his vision. And, and, and I remember the, the arguments around the table. Should we invest or should we not invest? And maybe if we will succeed, it will be 10 years from now. So it's not even relevant. But we saw him, we, we invested in him and, and he's now growing and uh, getting some real traction. Amazing. Sometimes just out of the uh, isolation or relative isolation 
are not being confined to the to the trends or to what's going on to the distraction from the outside world you can create those new things and i think one thing that makes cactus special is among others is the fact that you see people over a long period of time so this is a student in his fourth year you know you've seen him for quite a while he's met some he met some speakers some lectures he created a network you've seen him in a bunch of areas so when he comes to you pitching an idea so you can you can you can assess the idea, but you also assess the person and you have a track record, which is quite unique because when you think of VCs, you know, sometimes their entire report with the founder would be, you know, the engagement, couple of, a uh, couple of uh, meetings, and then maybe one or two social events before they have to formulate an assessment and trust him with a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. And, and. I think in, in the, the isolation, as you said, in, in Be'er Sheva, it helps you really focus on your idea. You have less distractions, less uh, let's get together with family and friends and everything. So when you're in Be'er Sheva, it's like a time capsule, like time uh, essentially stops and you can really work through your idea. And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it was really, really remarkable for... What was the hardest part in building cactus so far um i think the understanding the the landscape and building the foundation which the university would be able to co-op with and we could give our portfolio companies or the startups that we invest in the right uh, adjustments or the right agility that requires from startups really really early stage I want to strip the I want to strip the 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 lingo from that because essentially you have one million dollars in your bank account people come to you and ask for that money in order to build a company and then you have to decide whether or not you are going to invest and your decision needs to satisfy the university and needs to also yield some sort of a return eventually mm-hmm. so cactus uh, has a lot of educational uh, goals it's not ROI first top topmost priority because we do understand that it's very risky money and we're investing in students and maybe some of the students that will get part of the money uh, could become a better entrepreneurial or better let's say inspirational uh, uh, startup founders later on so it's it's something that we we do understand and we have in the last year and a half we invested in 20 of them 20 startups and already three Uh, stop working which is at least in my opinion it, it is okay because even the best VCs yeah around the world uh, I know that the best percentage of success is like 70% so we invest in students or recent grads so if you're a student or recent grads from Bengal University come and apply to cactus um, and we we invest up twenty thousand dollars in each company and And we try to give them more than than the money because we understand that twenty thousand dollars in real VC money it's not starting to scratch the the sentence pocket money yeah it's a, it's a like it's a nice logo designed by an agency somewhere exactly so we need to think how we can maximize this amount on maybe give them an equally service that we would worth a lot so we We partnered with Amazon AWS and Google Cloud and HubSpot and some uh, law offices uh, like uh, Tulchinsky and uh, PwC. So 
the whole pack that startups are getting while they're getting our money, um, I wanted to say it's coming closer to $60,000 money worth. Yeah, and $60,000 is terrific pre-seed money. And when you think of, of the goal of the university, you did a really good job of highlighting. One part of it is enabling research and promoting knowledge. Fair enough. The other part is preparing students for their, for their future jobs. And some is to train future researchers. And then you're saying, I'm combining those two goals. We are actually preparing people for their future roles, but we're also promoting innovation like that. But you have to train people to do that job. It's a very nuanced job. Like this is one of the most sought after industries in the private sector. How do you train people to do the job without having never done it before? Yeah, so we covered the first vertical and the second vertical was essentially the, the learning experience or that, let's say more of academia experience, which is only extracurricular. So for that part, we essentially parted with Fresh Fund, which is, as I mentioned, and they did the course, I think about two years before prior to, to starting with, with Cactus. Um, so they had a, a lot of uh, great knowledge and know-how of how to uh, teach those students. We did a lot of adjustments uh, to, you know, customize it to the Ben-Gurion life because I think most of the students came originally from Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, and Technion, and IDC, and it's not the, it's not the same cup of tea of, of Ben-Gurion's uh, students. It's, it's really completely different, not... Good, different, but just different. What makes it? What makes the student life in Ben Gurion different to the other places? I think because of the 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 way of student life is in Be'er Sheva, it attracts the specific type of of people. I think everyone in Be'er Sheva, or ninety percent of the students in Be'er Sheva, went to a trip in South America, not in India, not in Africa, not anywhere else. South America. Why? It's it's a good question but it's more social people. If I'll have to, let's say, stick to the stigma so the Technion are well, uh, um, very uh, uh, smart and intelligent people, and you might look at them as a, a solistic kind of way that they're learning in, in their house, and there's a huge Engineers, difference. very, very, uh, I don't want to say nerdy or geeky, but very right brain. Exactly. Analytical, uh, almost boring. Like <laughs> it, it's known for its uh, its contribution to the Israeli space and aeronautics program, but it's not known for its nightlife and no. the <laughs> amount of couples that uh, came exactly. out of it. So Be'er Sheva, in the student way of life, you can narrow it down to, I want to, and if I'm exaggerating, it's maybe two kilometers on two kilometers, and that's it. That's the most part of the 20,000 students. So you always go to, I don't know, like uh, Friday dinners with friends and you learn together. And after school, you don't have the friends and family in Tel Aviv or in Jerusalem. So you have to mingle, you have to network, you have to be able to create your own network in Be'er Sheva because you're so far distance from a very, you know. A very um, self-sustained environment in that regard. Yeah, so it's it's a uh, yeah, it's like continuing your trip in Be'er Sheva because you still need to network and meet new people and and find things to do. So you wear four different hats. You're still a student. Mm -hmm. 
you have to run Cactus Capital and make sure it keeps happening. You have a job within the fund to manage it, to train the different analysts, to help make investment decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Those three things. I mean, how do you even balance that with the social aspects of living in Be'er Sheva? That's what kind of like got you there in the first place. So at the beginning in Be'er Sheva, I had a lot of uh, friends from back home, so it was completely different. But, you know, life happens and uh, in your adult life, you start to work more and see your friends a bit less. But I get a, a, a break in, in the weekends because when I'm traveling back to the center <laughs> after I, an, an hour drive, um, I managed to see all my friends back home. So it's a funnel. So my social, let's say, life happens completely and, and extremely in the weekends and in the and the weekdays I'm I'm with my wife and, and working and having fun with people from work. So it sounds to me like there's a lot of compartmentalizing that you need to do. Social life happens Friday, Saturday, and then you have five days to blend the work on cactus, school, your domestic responsibilities and the wife and everything else. Wouldn't life be easier as a data analyst at Intel? For sure. <laughs> but you, you don't look for the easy way. The only way to easy street goes to the sewer. So if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm happy and I'm surrounded by great people and, and great partners and, and great bosses. So I, I think that all of the hard work and a lot of hours and uh, sometimes with a little sleep, it's, it's completely worth it. We are nearing the end of our time together. And in your 30 years on planet Earth, you've experienced quite a lot. I want to take a second and maybe give you the opportunity to say thank you to the people who you've met in those different life stages that have contributed to who you are today. I need, I need an hour at least. Um, you have uh, Yotam Tsuker and Itai Katanov and uh, Shuki Cohen and Tal Shmueli and uh, Dana Gavish and Carmel Sofer and my, my, my uh, best friends in, in Cactus, uh, Daniel Ardonak, which is the CEO in Cactus and a fresh fund with, with a lot of, of experience and, and help. Parents, friends, I think my, my entire life is essentially built about these amazing people. They've put you in a position where you're able to help others through building the right programs, providing funding, giving advice and guidance. You're an extremely privileged person in that regard, but it didn't come out of nowhere. You also extremely hardworking. I know because I see that. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is important in order to understand Cactus Capital's story and your story? Just to say that the basis is my wife, which is enabling me to do this kind of crazy things and uh, enabling me to work through night and, and weekends and like thick and thin all the way unrelentless love and it's it's not quite obvious for for a lot of people to get this support back home you live very different lives you and your wife right yeah my wife is a social worker so she sees life through a different lens essentially i got a, a psychology back home so whenever i need someone to talk to and and share my my thoughts and my feelings i always have a, a soft spot 
would it be fair to say that your job is about everything that could be or can be and her job is about everything that went wrong it's a it's a cool way of of looking <laughs> at it yeah but she she's a fixer she's a fixer <laughs> she's a fixer and you're a builder why don't we take this opportunity to speak about cactus's course yeah so cactus uh the cactus course is the tool that helps us teach students to become from just an ordinary student with not a lot of experience and help them become a VC analyst. All the basics, tools, know-how, even the vocabulary is, is a whole different from an ordinary life to a, to a VC life, let's say. And uh, we give them a lot of hands-on experience. We uh, get a lot of uh, outside uh, speakers to come and lecture from their uh, point of view and their experience, if it's legal, if it's entrepreneurial if it's vc so it's a whole bunch of tools that we're enabling them to to receive and in the end of the course we have the opportunity to uh, select people to come and become an intern in cactus so within months you turn them from students studying whatever into investors you have medical school you have math students uh, i don't know like uh, electrical electrical engineering so it's huge variety of people which is kind of cool if you think about a vc uh, with endless amount of money that could get each and every spectrum uh, along the way they in my opinion the the enablers of cactus to become truly a a, a great story for students for entrepreneurial and they truly give the the true spirit and without them nothing nothing would have happened and all of them amazing great people Boy, this was uh, fascinating. I'd like to thank you for coming over, taking the 90 minutes drive in the middle of your already busy week. I wish you to uh, maintain and uphold and even exceed your own standard of perfectionism, which is quite high. I hope you do that while you keep smiling and don't give up on everything else that's going on in your life. All the best to Cactus Capital and kudos for the people who made the program happen. All the best to you guys. Thanks for Super having me. Cool. It was such a pleasure and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I invite each and everyone that wants to, to come and, and have an amazing conversation with Tal. So highly recommended. Thank you very much. See you next time, hopefully with some news of exits. <laughs> hopefully, indeed. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 